Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy, NFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by my old buddy, my esteemed gentleman, colleague, pal, it's at IT Hedgehog on Twitter. It's Peter Jones. PDP. Stephen! Hey! Stephen, it's a magnificent, <laughs> marvellous... I can't think of any other words beginning with M other than Monday. What a day it is. Playoff bound. How are you? I'm good. Playoff bound is right. God damn it, Peter. It's a fantastic day to be a Packers fan, um, depending on you know what Twitter feed you follow. But most of the time, it's, it's a fantastic day to be a Packers fan. As you say, playoff bound. And I'm looking at my microphone thing, and I'm after seeing that I'm after blasting the face off uh, most people out there by getting peaky peak. Uh, it's peaky blinders up in here. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try be mellow. I'm going to try calm down again. Too excited. And I'm blowing apart the audio. Um, yeah, playoff bound, Pete. So with the Rams losing, Packers winning, we found ourselves in the number two seat. Um, th- the question is, Pete, will it last? And let- let's get let's get into let's get into optimistic playoff talk already. What do we need to do to get the number one seed to keep the number two seed? And what's the kind of worst case scenario for the Packers if we just bomb the next two games? So to get to remain in the number two, two seed, let's start with where they are right now. Yeah. If the Packers win out, they'll be guaranteed at least the number two seed. Um, if they, if the Packers win one more, one more game, they will win the division, be guaranteed at least the number three seed and still have chances at the, at the number two seed. And that will be relying on the Colts to lose to the Panthers in weeks. Uh, sorry, the Saints to lose to the Panthers in week 17, or the Saints to lose tonight to the Colts and to the Titans in week 16. So it gets a, it, so it gets a bit complicated. Win both games and they're the number two seed is the is the um, main thing. Win win one game, guaranteed number three, and still got a sl- chance at number two. And to be the number one seed. So the Packers have to win out to have a chance of being the number one seed. And then they require either the Seahawks to to lose this coming week and then beat the 49ers in week in the week 17. Hmm. Or the other way around, the 49ers to lose this coming week and then beat the Seahawks in week 17. Or the best result of all, the Seahawks and the 49ers tie in week 17. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Oh, down to Paddy Perra now. Check those odds. <laughs> Check those odds of that and throw in the odds of a safety first play of the game too. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting times, isn't it? So all eyes on the Saints and Niners effectively because they'll one of them will scalp the other one effectively, which will kind of uh, dump them out of the second seed. So for them, I guess the best case scenario is either number one or number three, um, whereas we'd hope to just stay on the course uh, and get number two. But we said it before, Pete, and we'll say it again. Look at us. Hey, Pete. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Look at Who would have thought? Not me. Ah, uh, yeah, me. It's just me, you, Paul Rudd, and that guy from the Chicken Wing Show. <laughs> oh man, amazing. We're in the we're in the tournament. You have to be in it to win it. Yeah. And we remember in 2010 they did it from the number six seed. So there you go. You know, all I'll say, Pete, is right. 
and we've done, I, I believe, some stellar analysis up to this point. We've pulled apart and picked apart and tried to set the fan base on an even keel. We've stopped, you know, stoicism is our motto. We have Marcus Aurelius paintings in our houses um, to help us with it. You know what I mean? We read meditations on the daily. But the thing is, from now on, and this happens every year with me, I'm like, like an excited puppy. We're in the playoffs, bro. Well, it doesn't happen every year because we don't get to the playoffs every year. But like, this is the part of the, of the season that I like. And I'm trying to be tempered because I'm trying not to get peaky again. But I'm just saying, anybody from here on out who tells me to not, you know, enjoy it, enjoy the ride, to calm down, to not jinx it. First off, jinxing on Twitter, if I say a, a joke or put out a meme, it's not real, okay? Has no bearing whatsoever. <laughs> Um, and I know some people do that whole, you know, you say it and then all of a sudden, you know, chaos theory. I'm going to do jokes. I'm going to do uh, memes on Twitter. That's how it's going to go. And the thing is, is I'm going to crap talk the Vikings and the Lions. And are we going to beat them, Pete? Do I do I sincerely think we're going to beat them? Yes, I do. That's uh, it. Although I have to say, Steve, that may be the case with memes. They may not have a real bearing on what happens. But I do have to say that since you changed your, your um, profile profile, picture or whatever it's called on on twitter yeah the packers are undefeated yeah i think my other picture was pretty intense and i think it was actually you know throwing players off i think the odd time they might see me retweeted onto their timeline and then they had to go to therapy that's fine and now it's a cartoon um by a very wonderful artist uh, called nikki hunter um so you can um check her out I'll, I'll tweet it out and stuff actually that reminds me um i'm and again I've, I've got annoyed with Twitter again this week and I'm not going to drop the clown of the week thing. I'm going to drop something else in about two seconds. Um, but the thing is, I started to do Instagram, Pete, because I wanted to keep the Packer stuff away from my personal one that I never use anyway. And uh, so if you want to find me on Instagram, it's the Paddy Packer. And is it is it self-racism? I guess it is. Uh, so follow the Paddy Packer. I'm a cartoon man on there as well. Um, but look, We'll get into this game, right? And the thing is, we could probably sum up the analysis for this game uh, pretty quickly, Pete, can't we? Uh, missed opportunities. We were crap in, what, the second and fourth quarters. That's fine. Uh, missed some wide open receivers. MVS just apparently... You know, did you ever play that game where someone holds out a fiver um, and you hold your fingers to each side of the fiver, so your thumb and your your index finger, right? And you get someone to drape the fiver or whatever note. It can be, it can be a, a Benjamin Franklin, if you want. And they hang it down between your two fingers, right? And you get a bit of pincer action going around this uh, note. And you hold it sort of, you know, a couple of centimeters each side. And the person holding the note between your fingers lets go of the note with no notice. And you have to try pincer it out and catch it. And... It's very hard to do. That is exactly the football equivalent to what MVS did on that long bomb play. Did that not go straight through his hands? Um, so I don't know. Did he have a Did he have a symptoms of T Rex arm syndrome? I mean, I don't know. Um, what happened on that play? Can we break that down? And realize what's going on? He got benched for it. I think it was the sun. <laughs> do you think so? <laughs> no, I've, I'm trying to help him. I've no I've no idea. Yeah. No. No. No idea. I don't know. I think we have it to leave MVS a... on the on the bench for that one. That that's a that's a boo boo play. That's bold, bold, bold boy MVS. What are your takeaways from this game, Pete? Because look, there's people out there, of course, um, who say it's the end of the world. There are some people who say it's fantastic. In fact, maybe this is the point to uh, drop this. This is what Roger said um, in his post match presser about it. I don't know that we have the full respect of the entire league at this point, uh, based on some of our performances. Uh, you know, where we got uh, beat by a couple scores and kind of the reaction 
I would assume, to those situations. So he's right. So we've underperformed and underwhelmed massively in, I would say, two games this season against the Niners and against the Chargers, uh, Pete. Looking at this game and, of course, the season that went before and then extrapolating that forward then, what sort of conclusion do you draw about this Packers team? I think that um, the conclusion the conclusion that, that, that I draw is that if they can put together three or four quarters of a game, this 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 is a team that's capable of going all the way. Um, to be eleven and three, when you know as as Aaron Rodgers just described, and as probably most of us are thinking, without putting together any semblance of a of what seems like a complete game, either on offense or defense, or for four quarters, yeah. is it's quite an exceptional effort, you know, to to have those eleven wins, and. I think if there's any frustration, it ought to just be, come on, guys, let's get four quarters together because rather than beating the Bears by a touchdown, we'd be beating them by three touchdowns. Yeah. So, so to so to be able to to be a good, solid seven and seven Bears team by a score, having probably played at their you know the Packers at their best for a couple of quarters. Is is actually pretty good if you look at it like that, and I think if the Packers can put together that that complete game, then there's no telling how far how far this 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 team can go. Um, I guess the thing that the the negative side, and I don't want to be negative today because we're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. Uh, I guess the negative side is we've been waiting 14 weeks for that complete game to come. And we keep sitting there on a Sunday thinking, is this the week? Is this the week when we jump out to this 21-3 to lead like they did yesterday and they end up winning 38-10, you know? Because it just feels like they're on the verge of that week coming. Mm. Um, so it may be a good time of the season for that to actually finally happen. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, what a complaint. When Aaron Rodgers hurt his knee um, those those couple of years ago and we had a joke uh, at UK Packers, like who's the best quarterback in the league? Aaron Rodgers. Who's the second best one-legged Aaron Rodgers? This team is effectively one-legged Aaron Rodgers in the sense that um, it has some amazing parts and um, some obvious deficiencies. But at the same time, you know, it's it's just incredible that when, when you look at this game and, and people are underwhelmed, including us, um, you know, at times, even within games and within plays, and you look at it and we're, we're still eking out the win. You know, it's it's a funny, it's like we're the worst 11-3 and three team apparently in the world. It's just, you know, and the thing is, is there's so many things to be excited about. And people complain about other people moaning or having too high an expectation or just ruining everything and not wanting to enjoy everything and all of that. And I see the credence in that. And it does annoy me that, you know, as you said, we reached the playoffs, you don't want to be negative. And then you'll have someone saying, oh, yeah, well, it's all going to suck anyway because we're going to get to the playoffs, we're going to lose. That's the stuff I can't stand, you know, is the sort of looking forward with a crystal ball into the playoffs and going, well, we're going to lose anyway. I was like, oh, yeah, well, look, is there a probability of us losing to a good team? Yeah, but that's, that, that's <laughs> look at stating the obvious that you're going to get wet when you go out in the rain. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what gives me, and I'll say it, a pain in the pants. The thing is, if you look at the defense, from the very beginning of the season, we've done exceptionally well, uh, even though we've gave up big plays and we've been gouts for runs and all of the deficiencies that we've had. 
Number one, the impressive thing for me is the fact that, you know, on both sides of the ball, Pete, we've stayed healthy. And then on top of that, the defensive performance in the sense that how many times have we let a team get up over 20 points? It's been absolutely sensational. Game one, uh, we gave up three, then 16, then 16, laid an egg against the Eagles. Uh, and then we come back, then we let the Cowboys get 24, but we put up 34 and we we left points out on the field with that as well. The same with the Lions. It was a 23-22 game, close, but we still eked it out. The Raiders, the same, but we doubled the score on them. That always looked comfortable and their points were in garbage time. Um, you know, and, and then you get in after that then. You know, it's just 16, 8, or, or 16, 13, 15, 13 again. So it's just like, if the defense can continue to keep them under 20, you could imagine that we can at least eke out three touchdowns at least. And look, it's like the phrase that's floating around the line, and I really like it, and Devontae Adams put it up on his Instagram, and this is the last I'll say about it, I guess, is that it's better to get an ugly win than a pretty loss. And not not that I believe that there is such a thing as a pretty loss because it's devastating. But the thing is, is that it seems like our, our floor is still better than pretty much everybody based on our record. And our ceiling and or whatever is the limit. Like we could yeah. literally blow teams away. Yeah, and that's and that's the interesting thing. We often talk about, you know, games being decided by two or three plays. Mm. And and you have to wonder how much of a skill it is that you can win those games. You can win those two or three plays that really count. When the pressure's on, you have to have those plays, you get them. You know, it's like, say, the Panthers game. You know, the Panthers came up half a yard or half a foot short at the end of that game. Yeah. But the Packers' defense made that play. So so although it wasn't pretty, although it wasn't, you know, a stroll in the park, although, we, you know, we were sitting there with our hearts beating out of our chest, the defense made that play when they had to have it. You know, and, and how many seasons gone by were you hoping for the defense to make a stop and you knew that they couldn't stop anybody and they didn't. Yeah. So, you know, those things are are absolutely to be to be celebrated. And whilst I'm probably the same as as lots of Packers fans this season where we love the fact that we've got eleven wins, we also would like to have perhaps an easy win once once in a while when we're not sitting on the on the edge of our chair through to the you know, the last play of the game. But heck, eleven wins is eleven wins and we're in and we're and we're in the playoffs and it's to be it's to be absolutely celebrated and and you just get the feeling, as you've just described, Steve, that this team as a whole can only get better from here. Yeah, like I find that it's uh, with the Packers at the minute it's a, like the thing is as well, like and I know it's been flogged to death. Uh but Matt LaFleur is now and correct me if I'm wrong, the most successful first-time head coach in NFL history with the amount of wins-losses that he has um, so far. Um, particularly in Green Bay, he's surpassed all of the greats and yep. we're on our way to the playoffs. And the thing is, at the start of games when we have, allegedly, that the plays are scripted, we look unstoppable at times. And as well as that, in this game, like for whatever the amount of times that you know we got pushed at a field goal position, you know, uh, we get sacked and we we get pressure where we shouldn't uh, be getting pressure where receivers aren't open where seemingly poor decisions are being made and all this type of stuff you know there, there's enough of those plays as well that Devontae Adams is just wide open uh, you know the play to Kumaro was absolutely fantastic that throw to MVS had he just hauled it in would have I think shoved up uh, Aaron Rodgers quarterback rating um, unbelievably so and, and dolloped on an extra uh, tasty amount of yards so, like, you know, within these games themselves, there's some majesty too. And I just think that it's like anything else. 
it, it's like bringing your kid for the first time to play tennis and you're like he's not gonna be able to hit the ball um you know he does not he does never seen a tennis ball before he's never really held a racket or whatever and when you put him out there to play he's batting balls across the net like nobody's business and then you ra- instantly raise your expectation to go well he's able to hit the ball he knows what it is he's got he can hold a racket well maybe he should be acing that next point you know maybe he should be beating this guy by you know f- 40 love every time you know you sort of you almost raise your expectation the thing is this Packers team, Pete, is experimental. It's young, it's inexperienced, and it has gaping holes. And yet, we're still eleven and three. Absolutely, and yeah, I know that you know many of us are worried about there's the potential that they could lay an egg in a, in, a, in a playoff game. But heck, anybody can. That can happen to anybody. Look at probably the best single season Packers team that we've seen in in many years. That that 2011 team that went 15 and one. Yeah. You know, and all our expectations were up. What a fantastic, what a, you know, what a fantastic season, everything else. Laid a complete egg in the first round of the playoffs, you know, against the Giants. So, so, you know, it's not necessarily an indication of what, of what's, of what's going to happen here. I, I just think that we, we just go in and if we're, if we're sneaking in and nobody's worried about us, so much, so much the better. And you play what's in front of you, Pete, don't you? I mean, you know, like when you look at some of these results and you see, oh, they only bet them by this or whatever. You look at the game uh, with the Redskins or the Washington team uh, this weekend. That was an absolute wild game. And you're sort of thinking, you know, it, it's always easy to sort of overanalyze when it's your team and your team get slobber knockered by somebody else and they don't look as good. But then you look at the, you know, the Giants go out and perform and then the Eagles are doing mad stuff again this weekend. And then the Cowboys look like world beaters. Like the Cowboys, for instance, they have the number one offense in the NFL. Um, and they went around all their different positions and they're absolutely killing it. But yet they look dead and buried. And then all of a sudden they come back alive again in that game to help us get nudged into the playoffs the thing is is that you can't judge it week on week really can you You can only play what's in front of you but do keep an eye on all the other teams to see how they're doing as well i guess yeah absolutely and and, and the cowboys is a great example you know they've looked like like you say you know offensively very sharp all season certainly lots lot, lots of lots of yards I haven't always turned those into scores but but very sharp all season yet they're seven and seven mm. but you know but you know what if they win their last two games, make the playoffs, they're in at nine and seven on a roll of three games, and you couldn't rule them out. Yeah. You know, would I rule the the, the Cowboys out of going to Seattle and winning? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect them to win, but then I didn't expect the Packers to to go on a roll in twenty ten and win in Philadelphia and win in um, Atlanta and wherever else they and, and Chicago in twenty ten. So. Once they're in and you're in on a on a roll, who knows what might happen? So I wouldn't rule the Cowboys out at nine and seven either. Yeah, and you've got injuries week on week. And if we look at what happened to the Niners this weekend, they got spanked by the Atlanta Falcons on the very last play of the game. This stuff happens, and sometimes you just put a game together. We were given no chance in the NFC Championship game, and we absolutely horsed into uh, Seattle uh, to the point where even the Sky yep. NFL guys. Um, as much as I like them, were still sitting in studio, had obviously prepared how the Packers were going to be pants and then had to keep spinning that narrative until we, we beat ourselves. Um, but one thing came out in force again, and I'm not going to drop the clown of the week uh, because it reminded me, Pete, so much of this that I parked the clown of the week drop and this is what I'm going to play instead. Listen, 
The only people we ate more than the Romans are the Judean people's front. Yeah. Yeah. And the Judean popular people's front. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Split. Split. And the people's front of Judea. Yeah. Splitters. The people's front of Judea. Splitters. We're the people's front of Judea. Oh. I thought we were the popular front. People's front. Whatever happened to the popular front? Eh? He's over there. So, is this... <laughs> There's so many. Uh, the life of Brian. Life of Brian. You can't. You can't beat it. No. Um, and again, this the part before that where he's effing and blind and was was brilliant. He uses the W word, which I don't think is big in the states, so we probably could have got away with it. But uh, I'm gonna risk it. Um, so again, Twitter. The thing is, there's so many people on Twitter spinning this. Oh, just like. Can we, can we just stop? Can people just delete their Twitter accounts already, or just don't go on Twitter? Why would you listen to anybody on Twitter? You know, I mean, you have people on there who... The thing is, so I saw a couple of tweets come out. Um, It's what a way to, like, ruin your day, you know, and they're coming out and they're saying... So here's just to remind people about the the factions of the People's Judea Front fraud that's going on on Twitter with Packer Nation. So on one side, you have people who just are negative all the time and say that we're we're crap and we're going to lose every game, right? And then on the opposite side, you have the people saying, no, but we're great. Um, and then you have a couple of sane people who are kind of running kind of up the middle. Yeah, we're we're doing great. Yeah, we could be better, but oh, this was amazing. That's that's roll ride the roller coaster, right? Um, but it's one side calling out the other side. And in fact, some of the clownish comments. So one I, I saw a couple of people say that they wish that the Packers team would be worse um for a long period of time just to try beat the entitlement out of people um with this team. Now, we've said it a lot that, you know, we feel that we're spoiled, that we've done well, Brett Favre, with Aaron Rodgers and all the rest. And as well as that, you cannot stop some people from having high expectations if you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback who every, a dime a dozen. Here's the two phrases with Aaron Rodgers. Number one, well, you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got a chance. Every single sports show about the Packers in the world ever. The analyst sits down and says, am I going to research the Packers? Nah, they've got Aaron Rodgers, I'll just say that. And then someone goes, well, what do you think of the Packers' chance? Oh, they've got, when you've got Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. That's all their analysis is ever. Right. And then the other one is, is that is is about um, closing doors. So, oh, well, they've had Brett Favre and they had Aaron Rodgers and they're wasting his potential. Right. So you have a quarterback who you're either wasting his time or he's Superman. Um, you have Aaron Jones, who's the league leading touchdown rusher. You have Devontae Adams, who's a generational talent. Um, and you have a young head coach who's the, you know, the second coming of Sean McVay. So and then you have all of these defensive stars too, and look at where we are in the division and look at where we are in the league. So are the expectations going to be high? Yeah, you know. And for for all the people that are moaning out there, yeah, you get some people who go too far. But even more clownish than wishing uh, bad stuff to happen um, on the Packers is the responses to these things of saying, you know, someone says. Don't be negative, you know, let's let's be positive. And then someone else comes out and says in response to that, oh, you're the only one who's saying this. And you're kind of like, really? You know what I mean? Like, you you, you just literally need to delete your app and, and just leave and just go and join another uh, platform. Join Snapchat again. I don't know. You know, because there's enough people saying some really nice stuff on there and there's enough people saying some drivel. Um, and just mute or block whoever's saying some crap stuff. You know, you don't... Because what I find is that it's like a cause for cause sake. 
you know, someone says like, oh, go Packers, don't listen to, and then they get four retweets and they think they've gone, they go telling their friends they went viral. And then all of a sudden that's the stance that they take as if there's some crusader against the, you know, the bad people out there on, on Twitter saying negative stuff. I've seen some wild stuff about like, oh, I told you you wouldn't get anywhere with Aaron Rodgers and all this type of clownish behavior, but you don't give that time of day. It's just some, you know, they are the outliers. And if they're not the outliers, well, then you're doing something really wrong on that social media app because you need to clear your face. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's 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 like it's like all of these things. Is that is that in any game of a hundred and thirty odd plays, there's going to be some really good plays. There's going to be some average plays. There's going to be some bad plays. There's going to be some plays that you're not quite sure which which are which. But ultimately, when it come when it comes down to it, the Packers have had more good than bad, and they're and they're eleven and three, and. You know, being 11 and three doesn't mean they're going to win the next two weeks. Doesn't mean they're not potential to go out in the first round of the playoffs. Of course they are. But it, but but actually, you know what? They've got a downside further, better chance of going further in the playoffs at 11 and three than they did have at this time last year hmm. when they were five, eight, five, eight and one and head coachless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coachless. You, you know, <laughs> so, so, you know, we have to take the good with the bad no team you know not even the undefeated undefeated 1972 Miami Dolphins was perfect on every play was perfect in every quarter was perfect in every half it's just not the just not the way just not the way it goes and i think we have to be just yeah we're mindful that past success doesn't necessarily mean future success but we have to be thankful and excited for 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 where we are and yes, we're, we, you know, we're realistic and, and whatever else, but heck, we're excited. Why wouldn't we be excited? We're, we're going to the playoffs, guys. And it's just, it's just a great, it's just a great place to be. It's like, it's like anything in life. If there's something in life that you're really excited about, whether it's, I, I don't know, whatever it is, your holiday. And all of a sudden at the end of your holiday, somebody tells you you're going to get some extra days at the end of that holiday. <laughs> That's exactly what we've got going on here, guys. And, with with the possibility that those days you could get even more days at the end of that holiday. How fantastic is that? Yeah. Whereas normally our holiday, the last couple of years, our holidays got cut short in half, hasn't it? Yeah, it's annoying as well because I can't even use that <laughs> meme, Pete. You know, when Khalil Mack went to the Bears and I was like, oh, well, obviously he wants January off. And then we got spanked. But that's, you know, Steve lose the run of himself. And as well as that, um, you instantly get unfollowed and blocked if I ever see, hey, Packers fans, you can... <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and here's me telling people what to do. But the thing is, you know, when someone comes out with generic um, advice, where they say something like, hey, men. And I'm just like going, nope, not listening to that. And the same from women. You know what I mean? If, if, if a lad comes out and says, hey, ladies. And you're like going, nope, nothing you're going to say now is going to be any use whatsoever. So it's kind of saying, hey, Packers fans, you can be happy with. I don't need to listen to it. I'm not listening to it anymore. Fart noises. There's fart noises for each and everybody in the audience. That's all I'm saying. So for the rest of this season, it's going to be happy, excited, Steve. So many analysis are going to fall by the wayside. And am I going to expect the team to win every single game? You're goddamn right I am. Because it's the same when it came up against this Bears team. There's too much analysis of like, oh, well, you know, well, it comes to Khalil Mack and then Mr. Shabisky in the last couple of games and Keem Hicks and all this. No, just I don't care. I, no, I don't care. <laughs> don't care whatsoever. So am I going to do play-by-play play after each game? Sure, it's all going to be green. Because the thing is, look, we've got maximum, what, minimum, what, three games left in the season. Two next ones, one playoff game. It's fine. Or six games. 
So who knows? There's not much of the season left. And at the end of the day, um, it's like we found a 50 quid note in the gutter. All right. It's great. Put it in the pants. Because the thing is, is that, uh, you know, going to the playoffs, this team uh, is obvious deficiencies. We're only going to get better. And I truly believe that, uh, you know, when Matt LaFleur can use that scripted play and sort of read the game as he goes along. And then on top of that, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers who talked about that fourth down play to Devontae Adams that he put that in there that there were meant to be inbreakers. He called an outbreaker and all this good stuff. You know, so Aaron Rodgers is getting more comfortable in it as well. Because the thing is, as cerebral as this dude is, everybody else had to learn the offense as well. There's going to be a churning of talent. The draft is really deep at wide receiver. It's exciting times coming up. And we're going to get better on on every side, both from our coaching capacity um, onwards. Like, for argument's sake, even Pete, right? Uh, special teams. We bring in a punt returner and he's doing the business for us. I mean, how fantastic is that? That's just fantastic. You know, I... Why is that guy not already in the Hall of Fame? What a, what a <laughs> two, two, two weeks in and the special teams is now just fantastic. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, you know, and oh, we laugh about stuff like that, but, you know, you never know. That could be the, a special teams play in the upcoming games or in a playoff game that makes all the difference now. You just, you, you just, you just, you just never know. And, you know, and getting on to yesterday's game, there's, you know, there's lots of positives to take out of yesterday wasn't Kenny Clark magnificent oh, yesterday I'll tell you that's that's you know, two weeks in a row now just just fantastic and and you know the big play that Kumro made fantastic nice to see our friend as much as I much as I love him but to see haha Clinton did miss the tackle on <laughs> Kumro that was <laughs> yeah um that was cool um you know and like you say that fourth down play that fourth down play to to Adams um you know, which which on the face of it just looks like a straight nine route or a go or a go route, um, but you know, Rogers look Rogers looks again Clinton Dix. He looks Clinton Dix off, so so he doesn't have time to get over there. Mm. And also also the 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 in route run by Geronimo Allison held held Clinton Dix from from getting over there. So there's, so there's all the little things that go along with that. So you know, there's lots to be positive about. Yeah, it can always it can always be better. But but some some of the stuff yesterday. It's really good, really, really, really good. You know, Aaron Jones got the running game going as the game, as the game progressed. You know, it struggled early, but hey ho, that stuff that stuff happens. But he got it going, scored when they had to score, and um, you know, generally, you know, it's it's very difficult to look at yesterday's game. And yeah, you can pick out individual plays and individuals here and there, but but as a whole, it's very difficult to look at it and. And, and not be positive about it. Yeah, because the thing is, I mean, you know, weapons-wise, we didn't have a whole lot of substance yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, Jimmy Graham, one reception. Uh, you know, Alan Lazard, uh, two receptions for 14 yards. Geronimo Allison, two receptions for 19 yards. Jay Kumaro, one for 49. Our defense, our, our offense was pretty much Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams sort of gutting out and getting the job done as well. You know, Aaron Jones, like, uh, talk about a, a weapon in the red zone. You know, two touchdowns, punches it in, happy days, that's all you need. The thing is, is if the defense can keep teams below 20, you would have every faith that the Packers, even though it might be a little bit manky, you know, will end up getting the win. And that's all we have to do. As long as we don't lay the egg, you know, as long as we don't like uh, rooster, well, rooster, how bad am I at biology? Dear God, Steve, roosters don't lay eggs, for Christ's (laughs) sake. Um, As long as we bring them to the hen house and don't lay any eggs, we're fine. And that's the thing is just take one game at a time and I really feel that we can do it. Um, because as you said, Kenny Clark, absolute notable mention. I mean, Jesus Christ. 
I mean, the most unlikely interception uh, from from Dean Lowry. Now, again, is it Trubisky? Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, it's still fantastic. Um, you know, Mason Crosby doing the business first. Wasn't even called out to do any field goals. It was three extra points all the way. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just the team just seems like it just meh its way to a win. Um, and like we all like to see fantastic football and all the rest. But for the sort of the football connoisseur out there and the sort of diehard Packer fan, it's nice to tune into a game where, you know, you're not coming up against a team and going, oh, cool, we're going to get steamrolled. Like there was a couple of times people was in their last season where we're coming up against an opponent with the form that we're in and gone are going, yeah, well, you know, we're going to get buzzsawed by this as well. And it was just absolutely tragic. Whereas this time, you know, we're playing so par. And the thing is, it's, this, it's the measure of a good team. And we've said it every week now, is to be able to grind out the win against a good team you know, and, and make certain people a non-factor. Akeem Hicks played his heart out yesterday. Um, you know, Miller had an unbelievable game, but we still held them to 13 points. Um, you know, and Khalil Mack was a non-factor. And then that um, that stuff that went on at the end of the game, the laterals and all this type of stuff, and I nearly got to the end zone, and people were focused on the fact of, oh, see how close that was, like that was terrible, and there was space on the right side. Who cares? I mean, it didn't go in. It gave us all a bit of a heart attack at the end of the day. You know, all the gym goers get a cardio workout without having to actually pay the money to go to the gym. So it's all good times. I think it's great. I, I, I'm over the moon. We're in the we're in we're in the playoffs, and and like we said in pre-prod, Steve. You know, if we were likening this to the Premier League, and and you know, one of the top teams in the Premier League, if they were scraping by, if they scraped by last last Saturday with a one-nil win. You know, we'd all be saying, "Well, that's the mark of a good team that can win when they don't play well." Yeah. You know, so. 11 and 3 is, is what it is, you know, and you are what your record says you are. And, you know, there'll be, there'll be plenty of times in the, in the, in the future, not hopefully not in, in the near future, but plenty of times in the future where the ball doesn't quite run for us. Yeah. When that Dean Lowry interception doesn't quite go into his hands, you know, and, and that stuff, or the play at the end of the game somehow does end up in the ends. There'll be plenty of instances like that in the future. So let's leave those for the future for when they do happen. Because <laughs> they're not hap- they're not happening now. Yeah, and you know it's just a it's just a it's just a great great place to be and and you know you can look all over this Packers team and you can find really good players, really good performances, but also places where you think actually you know what there's still room to improve. Yeah. So you're not look you're not looking at you know you're still expecting for example that that Lazard can have another breakout game or Kumro can have a breakout game or all of a sudden. Jimmy Graham gets into the passing game or or whatever it you know, this is the week that Darnell Savage comes up with two interceptions and, and, and whatever it may be. So you just get the feeling that all of that stuff could yet still happen. Yeah. You know, you're not looking at any of those guys and thinking, nah, he hasn't got it. You, you know, you're just thinking, yeah, Lazard could have a breakout game, any any game, any week. You know? And and that's just a positive, great place to be, and um, it's just it's just exciting. And we take each game as it each game as it comes. They may struggle this coming week. It's going to be a really tough game this coming week in in Minnesota on Monday night. You know, and they may struggle, but that doesn't impact the fact that they're in the playoffs. They're in the tournament, one game at a time. Once they're there, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and look, I don't think we're being kind of like you know rose tinted glasses or everything's great, and you know we're all hippies. We're going to sit around sort of you know. Um, holding hands and singing kumbaya. The thing is, is this is a fact. 
well, maybe later. But like the thing is, is that uh, I'm gonna play music over that now. Come by, yeah. See, the thing is, is that I see this as kind of a free season. So this is an experimental one. Let's just go in there. Let's see if it goes. Let's see how it goes. And it went absolutely amazing. And it's still we're still limping along. Now, do we have deficiency? Of course we do. We're nowhere near uh, where we need to be in uh, at wide receiver. At running back, I'm I'm really happy. Um, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I just think, are a revelation. Like, all of this talk about the fullback, too. Remember that? <laughs> Danny Vitale being, like, the, you know, the safety valve guy. And the, the, have we needed him? No. Um. So, yeah, and, of course, on defense as well, you know, you talk about inside linebacker. Are we too light? We're playing too many uh, defensive backs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's all great. But the thing is, we're holding teams uh, where we are, and we're going to get better when we go into the draft and in the offseason and all of that kind of thing. Um, so this is a real gimme season. Now, is it going to be disheartening if we come up against the Vikes and we get absolutely spanked, you know, to a to a ridiculously embarrassing degree? Yeah, of course it will, you know, because it sort of shows that, you know, our lows can be really low and our highs can be really high, I guess. And that you it sort of opens up the possibility that you get into the playoffs and you get embarrassed and, and dumped out like that. And it'd be such kind of a letdown. And, it, and it's a sort of an odd season the fact that we're 11 and 3 and yet we're still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen um and that, all of that's true but at, at the same time i mean we are where we are it is what it is our players are what they are now there's nothing we can do about it so we might as well just use the the tools that we have play to our strengths um get that good stuff going on scripted try put together a nice few dynamite plays because like what you alluded to pete i mean there's been various times throughout the season where we've seen flashes of something that worked really, really well. You know, we had games where Jimmy Graham came to play. Uh, You know, we had Alan Lazard's sort of breakout game. We've had that game where Aaron Jones went in for at least five, six touchdowns in one game. Uh, So much so that I saw a stat about Kenyon Drake today that said, oh, the the only other player to score that amount of touchdowns in one half is Green Bay's Aaron Jones. Incredible. You know, and then you have uh, Kumaro who has the the break breakaway speed. You have Devontae Adams who can take over a game. We've seen that. You know, Aaron Rodgers is healthy, and he's able to run uh, to daylight as well. Um, you know, we've seen Kenny Clark just destroy games. We've seen Zadari Smith destroy games. Preston Smith is the same. Where Sean Gary gets his second sack of the season. So the thing is, we've seen flashes at different times, and it really reminds me of the Panthers team that went to the Super Bowl. They used to drive me insane on the radio every single week. Because I would predict them, I would say they're not as good as the record says. They're just not as good. And then every week someone else would step up to the plate. And then I'd be coming on the radio the next week after, you know, waxing lyrical about them and saying, oh yeah, well, you know, this player that no one ever heard about, he came up from the practice squad two weeks ago. And then he has the breakout game of his career. Who would have expected that? And that's kind of what reminds me of this Packers team, Pete. Every week it could be something different. And every week it could be all of those things together. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I think the other thing to remember is that Fans and analysts of the other teams that we're competing with, you know, for, for playoff seedings now, um, you know, the Seahawks and the Saints and the Niners, they'll be looking at their team. You know, they'll be looking at the Niners from yesterday thinking, how on earth could we lose to the Falcons? Yeah. You know, it's not so many weeks ago that that, that the Saints were held to nine points by the Falcons, you know, and the Falcons were a five-win five team. So let's not... And whilst... You know, if you put the Packers in a straight up, straight up game with the Niners or the Saints, you may not have them as the favourites. Let's not pretend that those teams are invincible because they're not. They've got flaws just like, just like the Packers have. You know, 
being held to nine points by the by the by the Falcons, being beaten by the Falcons by seventeen points. The Saints were just just a few weeks ago. You know, the Niners lost to the Falcons yesterday, as I've just said. And it's it's all of the teams. Every team has has flaws, and every team has got has got fans and analysts looking at them, thinking, "Ooh, I don't know. If we play like that in the playoffs, we're not going very far." So, you know, it's the the stuff where we get, I guess, disappointed or despondent's probably too strong a word. Disappointed about some of the Packers games or some of the Packers plays. The other teams are going through this stuff too. Mm. That's why it's fascinating, Pete, as well. Like when we do yeah. our quick snaps and it never comes across and it's the same for the radio. The amount of research you put into something sometimes you just never get to say, but at least you sort of assimilate uh, that knowledge. But I like to listen to the opposing team's um, podcasts and you know video diaries and all this type of stuff coming into that. And it's amazing to hear what they're saying about their own team. And some some of them dog their yeah. own team and some of them whatever. So it's very easy to get blinkered by the Packers um, and all the rest. Something else that stood out to me about yesterday's game was... <laughs> this is the analysis I'm here for. I mean, it's not as good as this. It's not as good as, um, as this analysis. I think John Madden once said two cheeks equals one hand. I don't <laughs> know. I think, there's a, I think there's an argument. You can't say that on national TV. <laughs> That's always going to stay on the sting. Um, that's uh, two cheeks is equal to one hand. Um, that there's the science bit, like they used to say on the Timote um adverts. But when what really annoys me about comms is, is that uh, you see, I Brett, you see, you're a classy guy, and then I bring the mood down. But it's fine, okay. Um, so the thing is, is yesterday in the game, it got into the fourth quarter. We were leading, obviously. And um, what's your man's name, Charles? Uh, I can't remember his name I should have researched before I come on the podcast um, but he comes on and he goes so what the Packers have to do here is this is gonna be uh, you know can they run down the clock and he circled the clock so Peter oh, no, Charles, Charles Davis Charles yeah. Davis uh, yeah. uh, nice guy yeah. good player <laughs> yeah. back in his day obviously uh, but yeah. to to have the type of analysis do we need someone to circle the clock Pete? <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say yeah, neither do I. It's just, I hate that. I'm kind of thinking, really, so you're getting paid all of this money, right? The circle clocks, bro? He knows how to use the telestrator or whatever it's called, obviously. Or somebody did it for him. <laughs> can you imagine him saying that on the break? Here, can you uh, give me the little uh, squeaky pen thing, please? I want to make marks on the telestrator. They're like, oh my God, he hasn't done this in, in years. I've never seen him uh, mark it. And then he goes and circles the clock. Bro. I've got nothing. No, but he's, that's I've the thing. <laughs> So we've nothing left to say. It's time to end this goddamn podcast on a, on a high note. Anyway, Pete, have you got anything else to say about this game or any parting thoughts um, whatsoever before we release this thing into the ether? No, I just, just the whole the whole theme of the thing is we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. We've got, we've got an extra game. Let's look at it as a bonus and we'll just see how far this, how far this thing takes us. Yeah. Go pack, go. Go pack, go indeed. And in the in the immortal words um, of the air steward, who was on the plane from Chicago to Green Bay on my first really small plane, you know, dual propeller flight, it's going to be a hell of a ride. So there we go. Uh, that's uh, go pack go from at Steedy the NFL on Twitter. Follow Pete at it hedgehog. And of course, if you like the banter and you like what we do, you can always support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. And if you get onto the five or a month tier, well, then we'll send you a T-shirt after six months. Um, so, yeah, that's it. So we'll be back with you for a quick snaps. You doing it, Pete? You doing it? I'm doing it, Steve. You, you finished doing it? Are you still doing it?
I'm still doing it, oh, and I'm looking forward to having four or five or six more weeks of doing quick snaps. Goddamn right, me and Peter are going to keep doing it for four to six weeks. Um, so that's the podcast for today, and we'll be back later on in the week. Go, Pat, go. Pat, go.